welcome to Sparks and Recreation, your source for info on community events, meta-analysis, and everything Hero Realms. Part of the Realms Rising Network. Heroes of the Realms, welcome back to your favorite semi-regular podcast on a deck building game by Wise Wizards Games called Hero Realms that you're all quite familiar with. The name of this podcast is Sparks and Recreation. I am one of your hosts, Matthew Jigmalinker Brooks, and ladies and gents, boys and girls, do we have a special Euro hyphen Asia edition for our big 50th episode this time, guys. Uh, we've got two of the most fierce competitors on the online scene with us today. Um, hailing from Germany, we have Mike Noodle Tulpe Skamansky joining us. How are we doing today, my friend? What time is it in Germany right now? It's uh, nine in the morning, um, <clears throat> so yeah, good time uh, to to record. Just uh, had a nice family breakfast, and uh, yeah, now the the kids can go ahead and play, and later on we can do something together. So this works out great. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you, my friend. Uh, nine a.m. on a Sunday morning. What better way to start your your Sunday than with a hot cup of sparks and wreck? Mike, am I am I wrong? Um, exactly. That's not all, though, folks. We've got one more uh, European connection joining us this episode. His first appearance, long overdue, on the podcast. We have Rob Eindelus joining us from Amsterdam in the Netherlands. Uh, I think you're in the t- you're also nine a.m. or are you one or two hours uh, different from from Mike there, Rob? No, it's the same as uh, as Germany. Same so time. it's also uh, also nine here. Also, go just got started with the day. Uh, mm-hmm. I have mice and mystic set up to play later on with my son. So Ooh. yeah, it's going to be a nice uh, nice nice Sunday. That's a great one. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. But before that, you also have a nice healthy champion's breakfast of sparks and rack sitting right in front of you that we're about to jump into um we've got a really fun uh episode planned for you guys uh before we do that uh because Eindelis will give us a little teaser about what he has planned um noodle can you just give a quick shout out to the community for us before we jump in there yeah just uh i'd like to give a big shout out to all the uh, patrons and donors uh, of sparks and rec um, all your support is very much appreciated. Um, it gives uh, the guys the opportunity to to do uh, what they do for us, which is uh, something uh, the community profits from a great deal. And yeah, I think everybody loves uh, that the show exists. Um, and so yeah, thank you to everyone who uh, who gives back a little. Um, and yeah, just a general shout out to to all the community. Uh, we know it's uh, <clears throat> great. Uh, it's a very special community and one that keeps people uh, playing the game and uh, staying engaged uh, when they would maybe otherwise have wandered off. So it's awesome. 
Yeah, I, I, I would totally love to uh, to underline that as well. Like, uh, it's been the first time for me on the show. Or it's the first time for me on the show today. I've been wanting to do it forever, uh, Jake. So thank you very much for having me today as well. Uh, you know, and I think you pointed it out as, as uh, already as well. Like, there's so many cultures uh, in, involved with this community as well. Uh, and so many different interests, like we have this podcast, but there's there's so many amazing stuff. So it's it's not only about uh, Hero Realms, it's about board games. You know, I see things popping up about Star Trek, costumes, and like so many different amazing interests. And it's just wonderful to see. I, I also love the fr- Friday memes by uh, by Dubs. Um, so yeah, man, that, that's I, I just love it. And you know that also translates into the game. I think you know there are uh, there are so many different ways to make uh, to make it work with this community. You know, like uh, you you see the uh, you can hit the queues, you can do like the, the events that are that are going on. You know, you know people like Zembu throwing gauntlets out there, like doing it a completely different way. Mm. Uh, you know, and, and the, the 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 segment we had on uh, from Arcanel when he was on his uh, quest to become like the uh, the legend. The real life legend that that was also amazing for me to follow. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah, <clears throat> and just recently, Birdlaw, uh, you know, with the, with designing uh, a little like mini tavern brawl for real life as well. You know, so so I mean everything together, this podcast as well. Um, yeah, it just blows my mind how how versatile and how how much depth this uh, game and community has to offer. So it's something I really enjoy personally, and. Uh, yeah, I love it. I just uh, sincerely want to thank everyone for that. I probably forgot a bunch of stuff and people as well. So sorry if I did, but yeah, just it's wanted right. to this make sure I underlined yeah, that. This isn't this isn't an Oscar award speech, buddy. It's okay if you if you forget a few names on there, you don't have to worry about it. Um, <laughs> but we all get you. You know the community, the different events that we play, but the people involved. You know, and you mentioned like the uh, shout out to the Lord of the Memes channel on our discord which has provided endless uh laughs for me for sure oh <clears throat> i haven't had time recently to to post my own but it's a great i love memes guys come on who who doesn't mm-hmm. um yeah just so many fun things about the community and like mike said too it's what has the community events and the discussions has been the sole reason why a lot of us are still here with the game after playing it for so long you know and uh I think that's also going to be a focus of today's episode, too, as we talk about some uh, community events, especially one that Eindelis has uh, created and uh, instituted uh, recently, and he's going to be talking about that later. But, um, yeah, nice frame uh, for the for what we're talking about today. Eindelis, why don't you give us a quick teaser, actually, of what we'll be talking about for the main focus for um, today's episode? Yeah, so so the main focus for my part is uh, is, is Echoes of Valor uh, Hero League. We have started about eight weeks ago, so it's been a, a eight rounds. Yeah, and basically for me, it's uh, it's about bringing like the top of the game, you know, max level uh, hero related. So it's not uh, player related, but everyone brings a, a separate hero to the table, and just you know, uh, dashing it out, dishing it out, and see uh, seeing who's strongest, who's the best. And I've got to say, Jake, I'm surprised and I'm amazed by uh, by the results that came out at the end. So I got some mm. uh, definitely some surprises for you today. Nice. Yeah. Well, we will see. Well, we'll hear about them later, and I, I'm looking forward to it. And in fact, the reveal of the results of that league will be this podcast, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's a cool league. It's level 14, like you said, max level. Um, 
it's really cool because even players without beta access or access to the you know, quote unquote beta characters can play and join. Uh, granted, you'll be stuck with mostly humans, although at this point we have Ranger, Cleric, and uh, what's the other one I'm missing? Fighter. Fighter. Ancestry is available, which you know, give you some interesting choices for sure. Um, so yeah, it's a really cool way to for lots of players to get in and play against some of the strongest players we have out there in a really cool format. So yeah, we'll be talking about that later. Really cool. Um, <clears throat> before we do that, though, before we go into our normal uh, episode here, I just want to take maybe one or two minutes, guys, and get your take um, on the state of the meta right now. Or like, what have you guys been playing? Is there anything you've been noticed? Any character classes that you like? Anything that you want to talk about the game right now before we resume with the rest of the, the pot? Uh, Noodle, let's start with you. A- anything that's uh, that you want to get off your chest about the current state of the game? Uh, <clears throat> well, not really. Mostly that uh, I almost have no time to play, actually. Um, so uh, it's it's been really hard uh, to um, to get any regular queue games in. I I almost exclusively play uh, event games, uh, or I or have been playing event games for the last couple of weeks. Uh, I have engaged with the arena testing as much as I could, uh, just mm-hmm. because it was super fun and interesting to to try out the new treasures uh, and upgrades. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it's been difficult, um, and um, so yeah, I don't know. I I don't have that much of an insight. I think um, you know we we recently had the changes to Ranger. Um, mm-hmm that really gave ranger a big buff um and i was surprised uh, from the ranger games i played how significant it felt because on paper i thought um it, it that those were rather minor changes but um the the impacts they are having uh when you consider all everything that factors in uh, <clears throat> are quite uh, huge so i think mm-hmm. ranger has the potential to to be uh, one of the top classes again. Uh, what what hurts it a bit, uh, in my opinion, it is that it doesn't really have a, an ancestry that actually um, it benefits from. Like all the ancestries mm. uh, feel like either a side grade or a downgrade. Um, so uh, that's uh, I think the the thing that's holding Ranger back the most right now. That actually probably Human Ranger is the best way to to uh, play Ranger, uh, while the other classes have some at least one ancestry normally that uh, really uh, they benefit from. Interesting. You don't like the half demon Ranger then, is what you're saying? No, because um, <laughs> like the. The, it, it adds deck bloat uh, and you can you can thin out uh, over the course of a longer game but that's not what the range is going for yeah. you want to make a big purchase deck one um, or, or some just some good purchases maybe a couple of elven curses or something like that and then mm-hmm. you want to cycle the hell out of your deck and play those cards every every turn or every other turn um, and really um, yeah um, out outpace your opponent and uh, the, yeah. the deck bloat that half demon adds is detrimental to that I think yeah you're right and the sack game does take a little bit longer yeah small folk yeah. Ranger no it's the it's the same thing like I think like uh, you the elf Ranger um, has the potential of course um, 
with the uh, the additional cycling and the parrot like it it feels amazing to play but it also like the the first turn um penalty you get it hurts your your explosive start yeah. and then you are a little bit more squishy and the the aggro matchups are what ranger is struggling with most uh, mm -hmm. anyways so so um subtracting uh, like eight more hp when you're up versus a barbarian or ogre fighter is really hurtful um so yeah i don't know i i think uh, like from an all-around um competitive viability perspective human ranger is the way to go interesting all right nice insight there good discussion um lewis we'll go to you too if you do you have anything to say about the ranger i think you've been playing a little bit no? I have been. I have been uh, playing the Elven Ranger, actually. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, and I, I, would, I completely agree with, uh, with Noodle's uh, assessment there. I think the Ranger is becoming stronger, uh, but I'm not sure that the Ancestry necessarily adds mm. value, uh, per se. Uh, but, but I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm playing, uh, yeah, a little bit of Q games, but not so much. Mostly events as well. Um, what I've been throwing in there now is a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of monk, actually. So a little bit of ranger, a little bit of bard, and then, yeah, that's about it. Uh, what I do would like to say about the state of the meta, and I think that you guys talked about it on the show last time as well, is actually the with the increase of level, the explosiveness of the game, basically how the aggro takes over, uh, and that basically reduces the length of the game as well. And last time I was on Discord, Oral actually. Uh, asked about input from us and he said like oh we're gonna have a meeting about it in like a half an hour or an hour mm -hmm. uh, and after that i think rob sent an email saying that they're gonna try something to fix it mm -hmm. they have something in mind so i'm really mm -hmm. curious uh what the fix is gonna be uh, yeah. and i think mm -hmm. i think what they're leaning towards is you know like the uh, abilities you're gonna have m multiple abilities higher levels that you cannot use them uh, in the same turn or maybe you cannot use them in the first two two turns you take mm -hmm. you know something like that to to at least slow down the explosive starts you you, you can have uh, and i'm not sure I, I agree with that but at least that they're also you know they have it in mind they see they see that the graph you know the average game length is dropping right uh, so and they want to do something about it so at least they have that in their in their mind in minds um, so I'm, I'm happy and I, I think it's good that they're addressing that issue yeah, yeah I mean that's something that came from the from the arena testing as well right because there they exactly. they also get uh, some feedback from outside of our community on the general discord server um, in the arena feedback channel and people have been saying there as well like this doesn't feel like a deck builder anymore at level 18 um, like the the market choices you are making are becoming less and less significant and that has to be a problem for them. Uh, so it's it's good that they acknowledge that. Yeah, yeah. Because if you look at the, the game length, you have like maybe one or two purchases, you know, or the first two cycles, mm -hmm. and that's about mm -hmm. it. And then the game is finished. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, because yeah. the starting cards are so strong. Well, that's what I think they're going to end up. Instead of adding all of these new upgrades and starter cards to this deck that just gets ridiculously strong, I think it, it's going to have to just be these are extra choices that you can swap in and out of your deck without adding more stuff, you know? So like, for example, the wizard won't be able to have the, uh, you know, the uh, the most recent thing, the cube plus, mm -hmm. 
whatever the previous one was. What's what's the what's the last one that everybody or the map, for example? Like you can either have the treasure map or you can have this new cube. You can't have them both. Like we'll get more choices as the levels go up, but maybe we can't use them all. That would be my guess because otherwise it's just going to get without adding on more hit points. And we talked about this last time too. It's just going to get out of control. And even adding more hit points, it's only going to add. I mean, you'd have to add a significant amount of hit points. Otherwise, it's just going to add another turn, maybe, you know, because the power, the damage levels are so are so high. But um, yeah, right, then, yeah, like the, the, the control classes that have the, the econ advantages are going to get out of control if you just add more hit points, like Alchemist and Wizard. They're just going to mm-hmm. buy every good card uh, in the game in the first couple deck cycles, and it's going to be crazy as well. So. Yeah, yeah. No problem. yeah, and by that point, you have like maybe 30, 40 damage per turn at least, you know. So, right. yeah, you can add 20 hit points, it's not going to do much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think they're just going to have to kind of rein in the power level a little bit, expand the choices and the combos that you can do, maybe, but not the amount of starting deck stuff you get. But, mm-hmm. all right, cool. Um, and you know, we'll some of this will come through later too. I think when we talk about especially the Echoes of Valor results, and we'll talk about some other stuff, we'll have chances to talk about the meta and certain things we're seeing but let's jump in to the episode itself guys with everybody's especially Eindelus's favorite and just for you buddy um we are going to use the hip-hop version intro for what would you do number 46 coming up next what would you say you do here well, I'm the cream filling inside your Twinkie. I'm faction and deception right into crime spree. Marvel at the way that I spit these jams. I'm a small folk wizard treasure map in hand. Or maybe Olga Fighter. No, that would be lame. I put too much pride in the thinking man's game. You know, without a lot of draw, the game gets dull. And that's why I sacrifice my silver skull amulet. That is, it's a hell of a card. I use it all the time to destroy the bard. When he loses to me, he sings a real sad tune. But enough out of me. What would you? do what would you say you do here okay everybody here we are um Eindelus, you are gonna do the honors this episode and paint the picture of this what would you do and get us rolling here are, are you ready for it buddy yeah i think i am i am i am <clears throat> um so it, it's another, uh, I, th- I think he, he gave us uh, one last time as well, but it's another uh, great uh, setup from uh, from Samwise. And obviously Samwise, it's a cleric game. <clears throat> so he's playing as a cleric, he's playing against a ranger. Um, the board is loaded. So there's a bunch of uh, high cost cards on the, on, on the market. So three scraps, uh, life drain, list unseen, dark reward. Domination and crack. Uh, and right now he doesn't have a shit ton of gold. He has uh, uh, four gold potentially uh, in hand. Um, he does have uh, potentially if he gets a draw, he gets another two gold. Uh, but the ranger will also have a, a lot of gold next hand. Um, I think the ranger, if I calculated it correctly last time, will have a gold next turn. Um, so yeah, that's basically the setup. So, you know, I think we talked about it last time as well. There's two big things you can do as the, as the cleric. You can pop your uh, your res to get a draw. 
uh, or you can pop the blow the sailor. Huh? There was a, a running joke last time, blow the sailor. We're 18 was- minutes in. The over under was 20 minutes when blow the sailor was going to first drop this episode. And we hit 18 <laughs> yeah. minutes. So congratulations. Endless. Yeah. It's uh, still alive. Man. I, I, I saw on discord. Point Alex point. and scrap force were already uh, talking about it again. Like uh, what you got to do with the drunken sailor. <laughs> Shout out to the cats meow who coined it last episode. And you know, it's, some things you just got to roll with people, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's an unfortunate coining, but you, you gotta, you gotta use what we're given. We got to deal with the cards we're dealt, right? Just like in Euro realms guy. Um, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but blow the sailor. I mean, that's, if you want to stop, uh, stop the conversation, drop, you know, blow the sailor. All right. So, but basically you're right. We've got two sources of draw here, right? We've got the sailor and we have the divine res if, if we choose to use it. Um, now, it, assuming, Luce, if we do blow the sailor, this also gives us the choice of which, if any, market cards to a scrap to get out of there, um, which is another important part of, of this. Uh, what would you do? Um, sorry. Keep going. Keep taking let, it away. Andy, this, you're doing let, let me just uh, oh, jump, jump in there as well. Yeah. Uh, wh- one thing, um, just uh, in case um, you're maybe new to this, um, there are um, screenshots uh, on uh, the Discord. Uh, there will be a link in the in the show notes. Uh, so if you want to um, pull up a picture of the situation, because it's maybe hard to just follow it from us describing it, uh, you can do that and then uh, make up your own mind of what you would do. Thank you much for noting that, Mike. Lewis, keep going, man. You're doing great. Um, no, I think I think that was about it. That was about the setup. So we we're gonna have um, we have four gold now. We have a chance to get another draw, get two more gold. So that would be six six gold at least. Mm-hmm. If we would do a second draw, that our deck would flip. Um, but it's mostly gold cards as well. So highest chance would be another one, one or two gold. Uh, and the ranger will have. Uh, oh, maybe maybe one thing I didn't notice is the parrot. Um, the ranger has on the board as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with the current mechanic, if you kill it, it gets another draw, right? So uh, either way, that would be an extra gold for the for the ranger. Yeah, mm. yeah. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't with that parent. Um, and it, the the choices on this row are crazy. Like you, the one thing uh, to note here, and we actually have a nice recording submitted by Samwise himself. We're going to play right after this to see what he would do. Um, but basically, you have a choice here. Do you want to throw in that dark reward before you flip your deck? Or do you want to burn all your draw and get up to six gold so you can get uh, the life drain or list or whatever? Uh, but then you've already flipped your deck, right? Um, I think those it, are without, two without, ways. Without flipping your deck, Matt, you will get six gold. You have the candle in hand as well. So that's oh, four you're right. gold if you now. Use the candle to for the gold. Right. Four. right. You're right. So you can exactly. get the life drain actually before you flip, which... Anyway, let's let's listen, guys, really quick to what Samwise has to say, and then we can react after that because he submitted this, and he has a kind of a good way of thinking about it here as well, okay? I've got the link for the audio here in the show notes, guys. If you click on that and have it ready to go, we can listen. And it's only about 90 seconds long. We'll listen to it and then react, okay? I'm going to start it now. Hi, everybody. This is Samwise, and... About what did you do? I can't remember what I bought, but 
uh, I did make it to see who would say you should buy something and then flip the deck. So looking back now, this is what I would do. I'm gonna uh, push the undo button and get a gold back in my hand. I'm gonna play candle for one gold. I'm gonna use divine rest to get a follower out of my deck and draw something. Uh, I'm gonna draw the prayer or the shield, so either way I will have five gold now. I'm gonna play uh, by dark reward and I'm gonna blow the sailor to flip the deck. Now in my new deck I will have dark reward. If I happen to draw it, I'll have one gold in my hand to sack. If I don't draw it, then I will probably draw it next hand and buy something pretty from the market. Now about what would you sack from the market? I'm not gonna sack anything because I'm, I will have way much more uh, econ than, uh, than the ranger and whatever he buys, I'm gonna just buy the rest. Okay, bye. Okay, so um, basically Samwise is saying he's going to throw that dark reward, get that uh, econ right away, flip his deck. He might even draw it, and if he does, he has a card that he can sack with it. If not, he can just you know prepare for a big round next turn. Um, I like the thinking of it. Uh, he's playing a little bit longer game. He's going for the scrap with the econ. Um, I have kind of an internal rule that if I can get life drain, you basically should get it. Uh, otherwise, you're going to regret it. Uh, there's a few cards that might trump it. But um, to me, life drain seems even more tantalizing here, uh, especially if he gets that Grack, uh, the the Storm Giant. We're going to need some damage to take that thing down. And if we don't, we're, we're in big trouble, I think. Um, Mike, let's throw it over to you. What would you do? in this situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I'm thinking a bit the way you're thinking, Matt. Um, of course, I'm, uh, I like to be a bit aggressive and um, I like to also be a bit greedy uh, if I think I can get away with it. Um, so in this situation, I think I don't want to uh, blow the sailor. Um, like, um, I don't have a problem with blowing the sailor, but um, maybe I want to do it later. Um, <laughs> right now, it's just a bit early for me, you know. Um, well, the night is still young for blowing the <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So, um, <clears throat> if, uh, if, we, uh, if we hit the Divine Res, uh, we're going to get to the six gold anyways. Um, we, we're going to have both our uh, followers out of the deck. They're going to be um, on the board. Um, and I like getting the life drain um, because of the six and five uh, cost cards. I think it's uh, it's definitely the best one. Mm. And we're playing uh, Soul Cleric, um, which uh, is uh, can go action heavy, um, uh, so that's not a problem. And um, if we keep the sailor alive. Um, the the ranger will have to take out our followers before he can take out 
um, the the sailor, which means we'll have we'll we'll proc the the helm. We'll get a draw from the helm, and then we'll have the minor resurrect to get the sailor back again. So. Uh, we're pretty much guaranteed to make another big purchase next turn if we leave the sailor alive. Mm. Um, and then we can still decide, like, what um, what do we want to leave uh, in the market? Maybe we want to blow the sailor now um, after we make another big purchase and leave a bunch of crap. Um, but, yeah, I think um, that's what I would do. And, I mean, there are... Um, my biggest fear would actually also be for them to get the grok, so the life drain would uh, would help deal with that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's that's my yeah. my route. Yeah. All right. Nice. Um, Luce, why don't you tell us what you would do, and then maybe you can do a quick summary of what the Discord had to say on it as well. <clears throat> yeah. So maybe uh, maybe want to reflect a little bit on Sam's uh, input first. Um, he's saying to go dark reward uh, and eventually flip the flip the deck as well what what that does or what that ensures basically is means you have a big uh, purchasing hand next turn as well so despite that they will get another big one of the market row you will get another big one too so i think that's uh, sam lines of thought uh, behind mm -hmm. it um, what I personally was leaning towards is getting one of the two ones on the right, so either Liz or Dark Reward. Um, Dark Reward because it gives you the Econ, Liz because it gives you another champion to, to proc your, uh, your helm to get another draw, and I would blow the Sailor on the rest. So basically just reset the market after that. That can go both ways. Uh, you know, maybe drop, drop something nice for them, maybe it doesn't. Um, but I, I would go. I would lean towards that way. You know, you have a chance to basically ruin their next turn of getting a big purchase, um, and then I, I think I would take that shot. Interesting. Okay, and I love it. That's it's no more or less valid than the other lines of play because it has a good uh, strategy behind it, and there is a little, uh, you know spin of the roulette wheel you never know what's going to come up if you do it but you really could candy cap it and run away with the game if the flip the market flips well but that's you know that's what blowing the sailor is all about guys you never know what's going to happen when you blow that sailor that's that's the beauty of it that's that's the beauty of it. um all right really good uh lewis you want to really quickly um talk about what the the discord had to say in here i think there was basically a uh um there's some discussion in there from Scorium, I think, Filtro. Uh, here, I've got it up. I'll just do it, buddy. I got it. Um, Scorium, he says it's a perfect example of when it's good to blow the sailor. Okay, so he's all he's all in for blowing the sailor right away. Blow it. Hope that you draw gold. Uh, destroy every, every single card you won't buy and buy dark reward. Okay, so he's going to the dark reward route. Uh, hopefully their opponent can't use their skill to buy a good card next turn if they have two arrows in their discard pile. Uh, he said there's also a, dis, uh, a conservative strategy um, to use the res to buy the dark reward. So I think that's similar to what you were saying, Liz. Yeah. Um, Phil Cho says, burn the sailor for life drain. So he's saving the res, he's burning the sailor. Sack everything else in the row. Okay. Yeah, so he's going for that market shutdown strategy as well. I think, yeah, we're seeing two things here. Like, go for the econ and just try to gobble stuff up or 
um, reset that market. Yeah, uh, I think that's basically the uh, the gist of the Discord chat there, though. But what I mean, at first look, this looks relatively simple. This what would you do? But that's why it's such a great one submitted by Samwise because it's a pretty it's a pretty interesting choice here, and there's different lines of thought and what you can do. And I also think he posted a YouTube video of what happened later in the game in the Discord channel as well. I'll include links for all of these and, of course, the screenshots as well in the show notes, guys. So please check that out later. Uh, Mike, you got you got some final words to say here, it looks like. Yeah, I think uh, it, it is a really interesting one, as you said, because the what it comes down to, uh, in my mind, is... Um, are you looking for that uh, advantage right now or are you okay with your opponent making a big purchase on that their turn um because you think you can still uh, get ahead uh, on your on what you can do on your next turn like that's that's the decision actually you're 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 having to make here exactly yeah yeah good point um Luce, do you have any final thoughts or uh, can you uh, can you hold your peace on this one I think uh, I think right now Sam Samwise might be the best cleric player out there. Uh, I think he, he in the the, the journey of um, of the joust he beat me in the the semifinals of the cleric uh, cleric mirrors. Um, so so I think he has pretty good, pretty good read on the game. Um, yeah. So yeah, he trained he was... a lot with me. So uh... <laughs> he, he told me I'm taking he all the credit here. <laughs> yeah, he, he beat me, and then afterwards he told me, "Yeah, I practiced so many games. I'm like, okay, dude, you deserve it. I haven't played cleric in ages. Like, congrats. No, he's great. You deserve he's it. He's really good player. I agree. He's he's really good. Excellent player. Excellent player. Yeah, and his analysis was highly valued. Thanks for your submission, Samwise, and also for your uh, really nice audio submission there as well. Really appreciate it. All right, guys, we are going to uh, keep the pod rolling here and head in to our main discussion, which is going to focus on Echoes of Valor. All right, everybody, here we are. Uh, the main focus, we are going to take advantage of the uh, first appearance of Eindelus on Sparks and Rec here and uh, have him talk about his uh, his creation that he has uh, made for the community called Echoes of Valor. Uh, but before we jump into the nitty gritty and talk about uh, you know what it is and, and eventually some of the results that he's going to share as breaking news here... Maybe it'd be good to get kind of a short intro from Andalus. He's one of the strongest players in our community. Uh, he does really well in our um, events. He's designed this really cool event that's gotten, uh, I think, pretty good participation from, uh, all, I think, a lot of the really strong players in the community right now. But, Luz, maybe tell us a little bit about your own gaming, gaming history. What, what got you into Hero Realms? What did you play before this? Uh, and maybe how did you find and get involved with the community? That might be a good place to start, Luce. Take it away. Give us some history on Eindelus. Yeah, thank you so much, Matt. Um, I, I think I've played a ton of different, uh, mobile, mostly mobile online games that resemble uh, Hero Realms in some kind of way. Um, yeah, but not, nothing really stuck. And then uh, Hero Realms was uh, something of a change for me. 
Uh, I think I started Hero Realms more or less when the beta got out. So that's what, like two two years plus ago now. Um, almost two years, yeah. Yeah, almost two years. It's been a long time now, but I'm I'm really enjoying it. I mean, there's always ups and downs. Like I pointed out, the community has been, in that sense, a lifesaver for me. That it really pulled me through. Um, I think I would have thrown the game a game away at least three or four times already, if not for the community. Um, but yeah, the community part, I am loving it. Uh, I, I played some some other game. It, it was called something like uh, what was it? I forgot the name already. Like Rage Knight had. A, amazing community as well but th this is really next level um yeah and about myself I'm, I'm, I'm kind of dutch i'm kind of direct about everything and and uh i have a bit of the reputation as a nemesis now right so i'm also trying to uh, to live up to that expectation uh but but it felt to me in the community i always had something to say about everything you know like uh making comments on everything uh, could feel even like criticizing sometimes And, and I remember, Matt, maybe, maybe you forgot already, but like you had this, uh, this sheet worked out, right? For King of the, um, King of the Hill. It's not King of the Hill. It's King of the, King of the Castle. King of the Castle now. Yeah. So you made like this beautiful Excel sheet. And I literally, I just looked at a functionality and I said, this, this sheet is not special. What are you guys talking about? And then some people pointed out like, oh, but the, the design is amazing and whatnot. And, and then all of a sudden it opened my eyes to all these details. And I'm like, wow, like, you know, some people really put, put, poured their, their uh, time and, and, uh, and heart into this, you know, and it opened my eyes to like having a different perspective on things and uh, appreciating uh, actually the input people, people given uh, in for, for, for the, put in for these kind of things. And that actually started something in my mind as well. Like, you know, at some point I want to try and give back something to this, uh, to this community as well. So, so that's basically a little bit of a starting point for, you know, what got the ball rolling. <clears throat> Um, yeah, so then jumping to the community events themselves, like, uh, a lot of them were not at max level. Um, we have some, I think the real life tournaments are at level three, there's some vanilla, uh, league out there. Um, so yeah, I'm always been quite hesitant to sign up for that because I really enjoy like the max level, uh, max level game. Then you do have like the tournament style uh, things going on. But yeah, if you lose your first game, you're out basically. So that could also be a little bit disappointing. Uh, and I really love these these events where you really grow into to, to it. Like last year, I think in the joust, I didn't get to the next stage. And this year I, I did get to the next stage. And for me, that's just been amazing. First, it's like a tournament style. But then after, you know, you have like 11 classes fighting each other basically. And yeah, I, I've been having doing uh, games with not only the, the group I'm in, but also with the other group, just like Zembu, because he, he initiated it. Uh, and I, I've been loving that, basically. So you play all these different classes, and, and that's just, uh, I think that's just amazing. Um, but yeah, so, so I, I, the league really, really pulled me, and uh, I really wanted to do something like that, but on max level and related to, to heroes instead of just players. Um, Yeah, so that's basically where, where the idea started out. And I started talking to people, getting some feedback, getting some ideas. Uh, and everyone put, put in so many different uh, good ideas and ingredients. Uh, and that finally uh, became uh, Echoes of Valor Hero League. So that's a little bit like the whole thought process uh, in, in front of it or before, before it got set up. All right, so uh, now so maybe, can, can you give us just like an idea of the format of the league? 
just so for the listeners who might not be familiar with it, get an idea of what, what Echoes of Valor is. We know it's max level. We know you can use multiple heroes. Tell us just a little bit about the format. Yeah, so the format is uh, every, every player can sign up maximum of three heroes. So you play with that hero throughout the league. So we started with a Swiss-style um, tournament in the beginning to determine the rankings of players, basically. Based on the rankings, we will put different leagues. So we will start with like a, a Diamond League, Platinum, etc. The idea is to make a little bit of an Eiffel Tower shape so that it will also be easier for new heroes to know progress through the ranks, basically. Uh, and you will play uh, each other hero in your, in your league. So that will be 8 to 10 heroes. You will pay, play them twice. And the idea behind that is that hopefully in the future you can pick between going first or going second. So you can do both once. Right now that's not a functionality yet, but it's a little bit like uh, looking towards the future. Um, yeah, and then based on... on uh, your results playing everyone, we will see how the how the uh, at the end of the 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 competition the standings are. So the the the, the top two players will move uh, one league up. The top the bottom two will relegate. Um, yeah, that's basically the idea behind it. And the idea is also like because it's max level right now. Max level is level fourteen, but the moment in the future that will be sixteen or eighteen. The moment uh, the league starts, basically, will be the point where we decide what level we play on. Uh, so the idea is that the league will also develop um, with the max level that will be thrown yeah. out there. And just to clarify, so you get three heroes. You have to set their build. You can't change how they're built during the actual league, right? Now, in between um, seasons or whatever you're going to call it, you can change it. But as you're playing, you can't change it, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so you yeah. pick you pick a, a class, you pick an ancestry, you pick whatever uh, upgrades you want to have. Um, so we have a, we have a sheet where we we filled all those in. When you sign up your your, your hero for the first time, you do it through a, through a link. Mm -hmm. uh, so the, these choices are all uh, defining uh, as well, right? So it's really picking a, a, a hero setup. You pick it once. You know, it's no. Uh, uh, choosing a different setup for a different opponent or a different class that you're playing, or you pick one way of playing and you have to stick yeah. with that. Yeah, so you have to be ready for everything. Aggro, exactly. You have to be ready for other stuff. Um, Quincy, let's get Noodle in here really quick because I know Noodle was also in Echoes of Valor. I participated as well. Um, Noodle, what were your three heroes really quick? Which three heroes did you use for the event, if you remember? Uh, um yeah, uh, I remember. I used um, an alchemist um, with a s standard build, like, uh, you know, middle skill, uh, right mm -hmm. side ability. Um, and uh, I like, from, from the upgrades, um, I like to run the cauldron. Um, and actually, which is, I think, something of a controversial choice, the... I don't know what it's called. The thing um, which is not the brittle gas, but the alternative to it, which gives the gold, and you can uh, sacrifice it to the powders. Something yeah, powders, I think. to give a card uh, every every faction in the game. I like that for mm. the econ boost it can give you um, um, in the beginning. Mm. Mm -hmm. So okay. that went um, okayish. Like uh, you, like alchemist is such a strong class, um, you can't uh, really do poorly with it but um i've had some some losses against um all of the very good players out there i mean the 
the skill level in the community um, has grown a lot um, over the, the past month. Um, so it's really, uh, it's not really possible to get an easy matchup these days. So. It's true, <laughs> um, especially in these leagues. So that's, uh, that went quite well. Um, then I have a, a Druid, um, also like a, a standard um, circlet build, um, which was yeah also doing okay-ish, um, somewhat middling results, which reflects on the, on the state of, of power uh, uh, of the Druid in the current meta, I think. Um, <clears throat> and then I had a small folk wizard, um, with uh, pure and gloves, um, which was also um, yeah not not doing bad but not doing very good. Um, you know the the exactly. wizard nerf kicked in uh, during the uh, during the tournament and um, so uh, I'm I'm running the the amulet of course. Um, I still still think it's it's good. It's uh, it's a good upgrade, but. Um, yeah, I I think I'm gonna place somewhat uh, middle down the road. Uh, like I'm not gonna gonna uh, land in the top tier with any of those heroes. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah, we'll find out soon. Um, I had I also had a small folk wizard with pure gloves that did not mm -hmm. great. Uh, I had a monk that performed the best out of all of my ability or of my characters he, he wasn't that great but he, he was the best of, of my three heroes and then i also had a uh what was the third one? Oh, a small folk thief which actually did pretty well in some matchups but also just got blown out of the water in a few other ones so it didn't mm -hmm. it didn't hold up as well against some of the the stronger classes but uh you know i didn't pick like the ultimate peak of the um although small folk wizard at you know a few not too long ago was at the kind of top of the pyramid but not anymore i mm -hmm. think um so yeah that was my experience andalus really quickly why don't you tell us what what were your three heroes in the event i actually only played two um okay. because of the numbers we were at uh i decided to round it up to a to a even 80 uh, heroes participating so i took out one of my own uh but i played a alchemist and i played a, a half demon wizard Mm. Um, with both of them, I had a really shaky start. Uh, so I was trying to claw my way back in. Uh, that went okay-ish, but like okay-ish. Uh, and as Noodle said, it was said like the, the, the level of playing field out there was it's, it's amazingly strong. Like uh, every, everything was so close together. So it's, yeah, it's really hard to, uh, to distinguish yourself and really get into the top. If you have a few unlucky games, uh, yeah, you can almost already forget about it. It's yep. uh, it's really a tough uh, tough field out there. But I have to say, it's uh, it's been amazing. And uh, even with my wizard, which wasn't doing well at all, uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, variety of classes and ancestry ancestries people are playing. It was uh, it was a lot of fun to uh, to experience that. Yeah, yeah, nice. All right, man. So I think this is a good good time as any. Angelus, shall we start to uh, transition into the results here? I, I kind of want to hear how did this wonderful um, initial ranking determining tournament shake out? You said you've got some interesting things to talk about, so let's let's jump into it. 
Yeah, I, d- I definitely do. do. Uh, but before I kick that off, like I do want to apologize a little bit, like it could do to the Swiss format, right? I put like really tight deadlines every week and I've been chasing people, like harassing them, like, hey, are you finished already? It's like 24 hours left. And you've been there, Matt, right? So you know how that... Uh... Well, it, the tricky thing in too with um, internet, or, you know, the international scope of the game is sometimes the person you're playing with, you don't line up at the same playing time. So it can really slow things down. If you click with someone and you can just bang out games, it, it's not a problem, but that doesn't happen with everybody. So, and just like Mike, I've been so busy with life and work recently that I have not just been able to devote that much time to the game. Like I used to. So that's a, that's another thing. Although, I mean, I still bang through my games when I, when I can, but. Anyways, no, we, no need to apologize, buddy. You kept it going. You, there was a lot of rounds to get through, and you, had, you, you did what you had to do. So, so no worries. Nah, but I do want to point that out because you were not the only one, you know. And, and I have people like uh, also self-reflecting, saying like, "Oh yeah, I've, uh, real life catching up. I haven't been able to my turns. I can't withdraw from the tournament." I, and I just want to say that's not the idea behind it at all. You know, it's a Swiss format, so I had to chase a little bit. But I love having you all there, and I don't want anyone to drop out. So uh, I, I just want to underline that before I. I go into the well, rest. the pace is a lot slower too once the league starts, right? It was pretty breakneck for the tournament, but you said it's like just it's like six games a week, right? If you have three heroes, yeah, so, so exactly it depends on how many heroes you you got. If you only have one hero, it's two games. But if you play three, it's six games indeed. Um, Which isn't it's not, yeah, not much. Yeah, but with the with the Swiss, you need the results to to start the next round, right? And in right. the regular league, you already know who's in the league, so you know you can take however long you want. Basically, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't slow the rest of the tournament down. So uh, yeah, it's, it's just for the right. Swiss that there was this time pressure uh, on it, basically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's the outcome is like super interesting. Like uh, the top nine players or the top nine heroes, I should say. They all uh, have 11 or more points. And it's of these nine uh, heroes, it's seven different classes. Mm. So, you know, before the, the whole thing started, we, we had the idea or, there, you know, like maybe the alchemist is very strong. We'll have a lot of alchemists in that top top 10 or whatever. But it's actually the variety is huge. Um, oh, that's nice. That's very nice. And I'm, I'm going to have you guys guess which two classes are in there twice. These, these, this one is pretty easy. This, this one, I think you guys can do. Hmm. Alchemist and monk would be my guess. Maybe 50, barbarian. 50. I don't know. Yeah, that's it. So it's the alchemist and the barbarian. Mm-hmm. No, barbarian. Those are in there twice. Yeah. Then the qu- the question is like this one is a little bit trickier. Which classes are missing in this uh, top seven performing classes? I think fighter, cleric. Uh, how many are missing? Uh, we have eleven classes right now, right? So four. Are yeah, missing. so four missing. Necro, so fighter, cleric, druid, necro, druid, cleric, and yeah. Would you say fighter? That's a good guess. Yeah. The guesses are not very accurate, uh, guys. <laughs> not very accurate. No, no, no. So the the one that's missing, the ones that are missing, is ranger. And mm-hmm. necro, so. But mm-hmm. to be fair, there's only one of each that were signed up. So, yeah. Uh, and the range and the got two. boosted during mid mid tournament too, right? Right, right, right. right. Exactly. Yeah. So that could have that had pre- some effects too. It was pretty weak at the start, so so that's a valid uh, point as well. The bard was actually not. Uh, the bard also had some upgrades, but they were also uh, somewhere during the tournament. 
Um, but the bard is not up there. There were only two bard players actually. But then, like the one that really pops out is the thief. And I don't know if you guys remember this, but I have a little graph. The thief is the second most picked class. There were 17 thief uh, heroes participating, wow. and none of these made it to the to the to 11 winners. Oh wow! There was a thief with 10 points. Um, and the thief yeah, had none, none ancestries available too. So. Mm-hmm. For beta players, anyways, right? There were ancestry thieves in there. I know I was one of them. I was a, uh, mm. a small folk thief. Yep. Interesting. Um, so, and then there's another shocking thing that. Uh, what, what do you guys think is the is the on average best performing class? And this this one, I, I think you guys won't predict, but give it give it a shot. On average, huh? so so it also if there's only a few people playing it, it's a higher. If they do mm-hmm. well, then barbarian. Hmm. What's your guess, Noodle? I'm gonna say druid. That is accurate, my man. That is accurate. <laughs> wow. I'm guessing there's probably just two or three druids overall, or something. Exactly. I think there's actually two druids. So one is yours, and one is uh, who was the other one? Check really quickly. Uh, so it's you and as awesome as playing Drew. Oh, awesome, oh, awesome. Yeah. And you guys played uh, both played really great with it. So on average, uh, that does pretty well. Um, not not unexpectedly, the alchemists came in second. Uh, there were a ton yeah. of alchemists, and on average, they also scored quite quite high. Yeah. So so that were some interesting things about it. Um, some specific shout out shout outs I want to make about the the top uh, top players. Uh, Fino came in there with his uh, dwarf fighter Torum. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he lost to a cleric in round one. Evo uh, Evo FX is cleric, and he had a very consistent run after that. He had a total of twelve points. Wow! So with a dwarf fighter, so that I think that's pretty amazing. That's amazing. Uh, and then. And then, uh, as awesome as with his Drood, he he came on a came on eleven points. This is also one of the reasons uh, Drood was the was the on average the highest points. Uh, then a, a shout out to Kakar. He for a long time actually had three heroes in the top ten, but once the wizard <laughs> nerf kicked in, his uh, uh, I think his um, uh, yeah. The wiz- his uh, his small folk wizard uh, dropped down the, the rankings quite a bit, but he still ended up with two heroes in the in the top nine. So uh, shout out to him for that. And now now I have I think one last question for you guys. So which is the the one and only human OG class in the top nine? Uh... So one of the the OG five classes, the human. So not an ancestry. I'd say wizard. I'm gonna say probably like Samwise with a cleric or something. Boom! You are on fire, my <laughs> man. You are on fire. <laughs> That's hilarious. Man, That's I crazy. mean, we've been talking so much about cleric being dead and cleric not performing well, but it's the best human OG class out there, thanks to Samwise <laughs> and this. It's just amazing that he made it with his cleric into the into the top nine. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really something. Yeah. 
Who said Cleric was dead, guys? <clears throat> I did. Uh, <laughs> me too, man. Me too. Yeah, yeah Samwise is just a great pilot. Uh, so He is awesome, yeah. Yeah, really great cleric player, and it's good to see the cleric being piloted again out there, because you have to deal with it when it is, you know. Yeah, exactly. All right, Lou. So without further ado, why don't you run through that top nine for us, man? Start at nine, and, and or, or or however you want to do it. I I don't know how many. Yeah. So so here, but. so so after round seven, so we had one more round to go. It was uh, it was quite tight. Um, there were three heroes with eleven points and one with twelve. So Kakov uh, had two of those heroes, uh, and it was actually Filtro's monk that was on 12 points. Okay. Uh, and actually, Kakov had one of his own heroes uh, pair up with uh, with Filtro in round eight. So basically, you would say the championship match. Uh, but they drew. Uh, at that point, uh, only one of them, those four heroes, could uh, become the top player um, because 12 points, and then the, the next batch was having what had on 10 points. So that would be 100% someone would reach 13 points. So we, we knew one of these four uh, would end up on top. I didn't share this, by the way, as I, I held back the, the standings after round seven to make it a little bit more uh, more interesting. Um, so, but they drew, but Kakal did manage to pull in two wins with his other hero. So he tied with Filtro uh, uh, for first place. And also uh, uh, Strale- Straleo, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, yeah. uh, with, with Z Barbarian. Uh, he also pu- pulled in two points. Um, so they all three of them ended at the same amount of points at the end of these eight rounds. And now I do want to point out that uh, because so many heroes end up with the same amount of points, I'm going to have to use statistics uh you know, to determine the, who's going to end up in which which league. Sure. Uh-huh. Um, so but I really feel a bit like, uh, uh, I don't think it's a really fun way to do it. I understand the mechanics behind it. Uh, but for the top player of the, of the preseason, I definitely don't want to do that. So I'm going to invite these three guys. So Kakao, uh, Filtro, uh, and Stralio to do best of threes with one another to determine who's like the final winner of the of the Swiss season. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah, so let me go quickly through the uh, others just behind that. Um, so then we actually have Kaka as well with, uh, with, uh, with the hero on 12 points. Then we have uh, Alex, the cat says meow, with jungle to Barbarian also on 12 points. I already mentioned him, Fino Thorin, also on 12 points with his uh, with his Dwarf Fighter. Then we have on 11 points, uh, Daily with his Alchemist. Uh, then we have As Awesome, as, as I already pointed out, with his Druid there. And uh, Samwise with his Cleric, also on, uh, on 11 points. Nice. So big shout out to these uh, top nine players. Like, uh, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's the top guys. And we're not even in there. We're only on the, in the sub top. We're, we're in the <laughs> next batch. Yep. Go through the next batch really quick. Go through the next nine. Yeah, you can say it's the next nine, but it's actually uh, 17 heroes with 10 points. Ooh. So I, I don't don't think I want to go through all of them. I'll post them, uh, post the whole whole okay. ranking system once this comes out. Um, 
Yeah, and this is where we find ourselves, basically. Yeah, and I'll share a link in the notes and maybe a screenshot if you once Luce posts the uh, the results, I'll, I'll post a screenshot as well into the the show notes so you can see all this stuff, guys. But wow, interesting results and how cool to see such a wide variety of different heroes in the top nine like that. That's really cool, and that shows. I, I think that's a good sign for the game, to be honest. At level fourteen, anyways, it shows that lots of different things are uh, are, are capable of doing well, which is pretty cool. So. Um, awesome. Mike, what do you think about this after listening to this? Yeah, it's great. Um, <clears throat> uh, I, um, I agree with, with all you've said. Uh, uh, it's great to see the diversity there. And uh, I think it's it's been great, uh, great fun uh, already, uh, the, the seeding tournament. And it's, it's going to be a lot of fun uh, proceeding, trying to, to push up uh, through those leagues and through those ranks. Uh, to, to join the top dogs um, yeah also like uh, some some very prolific uh, combinations uh, in those uh, top nine right like uh, having uh, Filtro's monk up there is not really a surprise having daily's alchemist up there is not really a surprise like these are players that uh, have really focused in on those classes I think uh, um, Alex has also been playing a lot of barbarians so I think that's also not uh, a coincidence that uh, that's the class he took all the way to the top there. Uh, and Samwise with the cleric, of course. Like I, I think it's awesome that we have like that's these, so cool. uh, you know, these these players with their with their specialty class where you know if if you're going up against them in that combination, like oh man, I'm in trouble. So it's yeah. fun. It'll be interesting to see how that top tier shakes out in the uh, the first season of Echoes of Valor. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so Andalus. Really quickly, let's wrap up this section here. We're, 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 we just hit the one-hour mark of the, the podcast. Why don't you give your um, call for sign-ups and tell us when the first season is going to be starting and anything you want to talk about now. Uh, yeah, so basically this was the preseason. So this is a Swiss to determine the first leagues. And we will start the real league, so the first season of the league. Um, the, the sign-ups, the deadline for sign-ups is on March 10th. So people will have until March 10th to either sign up new heroes, substitute their current heroes, um, or like uh, uh, change whatever builds they have. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to point out specifically that because uh, non-beta players uh, did not have a lot of ancestries available uh, when this thing started, so they are allowed to to make some changes in their ancestries as well. So if they had humans, they can they can pick an ancestry. Interesting. I wonder if Sam is going to switch his human cleric to, a, to an ancestry cleric. He probably will, right? I think. I, I think, think he, he is. I think he's switching to uh, to yeah. uh, half demon. Half yeah. demon. Yeah. Okay. It'd be hard not to. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, all right. And again, I will have the sign up link for that uh, for the uh, March tenth deadline posted in the show notes. Posted on the Realms Rising website. You can find it in the Discord. Contact any of us. We'll help you find it if you need it. Uh, and I'm sure Andalus is welcome. Anyone and everyone who's interested in playing, uh, if you want to test your metal against some of the best players in the game and just really have a fun format at level 14, this is the place to do it, guys. Echoes of Valor coming up soon in March. March 10th deadline. Sign up. Don't miss out.
All right, everybody. We are going to do a quick jam community roundup session here. Uh, it's been a couple of episodes since we've done one, and there's a few things to talk about. I'm going to kick things off with an update on the joust. Uh, we are in the third month of the joust, which started in November. Here we are in February. Part of that's uh, my fault for being so busy. Part of it is also just because it's such a massive event. Uh, we have finished, however, the group stages, guys. And the final uh, or the semifinals are happening as we speak. Um, I will just give a quick uh, summary of the standings in group stage A. Our very own Eindelus, who's here with us today, uh, came in first overall. Uh, Eindelus, you had an... Uh, were you playing an alchemist? I am, yeah. yeah. He had an alchemist. And Filtro came in second. I believe he had the monk. All right, so those are the two from group A who are advancing. Uh, in group stage B, you're going to see some more familiar names here again, guys. We had CCAA finishing first. Uh, I think, did he also have... Ranger. What, what's Ranger. he playing with? Ranger, Ranger, sorry. Ranger, goodness. Yeah, CCA with the Ranger just dropping people left and right. We also have our own Noodle Zupe coming in in second in Group B. Noodle, you also had an Alchemist, I believe, right? That's correct. Yeah, so the way the final rankings turned out, it was actually CCA had the best overall record from the beginning through the group stages. Uh, Eindelus and um, Noodle finished second and third, and uh, Filtro came in fourth. So we'll actually have CCAA's uh, Ranger versus Filtro's Monk. And then we'll have an Alchemist Mirror, Eindelus versus Noodle uh, in the semifinals. So I will be uh, definitely, you guys haven't even started that yet, have you? We did, we did. No, and the, the yeah. thing is, like in the in the mirror part of the of the joust, uh, we were also uh, uh, matched against one another in a final. Uh, and I managed to get through that, like, uh, how do you say on it, like uh, with the skin of my teeth? Mm-hmm. Um, that was so tight like the, the last game oh man that was like nil, a nil biter uh, so I did manage to pull in a 2-1 win there but I was like oh man if, if I get drawn with uh, with Noodle uh, you know he's gonna come for me you know he's gonna get like that gotta get his revenge so I was like hoping oh don't let, get me uh, paired with, with Noodle we'll see uh, what happens and, and it's a best of five the semifinals is a best yeah. of five too so you yeah, yeah. And I lost I lost the first game already so so yeah it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's going Ooh. on it's going on I think we switched builds a bit, like, uh, and I think uh, I have the the double HP right now, uh, and you only ha- you have the the second ability, and I think in the uh, in the alchemist joust uh, we had that reversed. Interesting. Which is, so I wonder uh, if that will yeah. play out. And, no- and Noodle took the first game, so maybe that HP is a big deal there. Uh, well, th- that'll be fun to see how it happens, and I will be posting results, and we'll talk about it next episode, too. Hopefully, it'll be done by then. Um, my next community round, the last one for me, guys, is the King of the Castle, uh, the lovely um, uh, artistic-produced um, spreadsheet that Eindelus loves to make fun of, um, is also... Uh, happening with Eindelus right now. He's actually in Castle A, facing off against King Samwise. Uh, that's a tough matchup there. And in Castle B, we have Rucksack, King Rucksack, taking on Zembu. Uh, 
over there as well. And, or maybe, did they finish that? I don't know. Anyways, Decats' Meow is up next in Castle B, and we have Glitterfart waiting in Castle A. Anyone who's interested in joining uh, King of the Castle, the link will be in the show notes. It's always open. It's a fun place to uh, play off against some of the best players in another fun format. Uh, that's it for me, guys. Noodle, I know you had a little bit to talk about the upcoming season of Tavern Brawl. Take it away. Yeah, nothing uh, too specific, um, but I just wanted to to give a little tease um, that uh, I've been uh, talking with uh, Game Freak. Uh, we've been chatting a bit, and like we we were both really busy, and there was a lot of uh, stuff happening in Hero Realms uh, at the start of the year with the uh, arena testing uh, and everything, and the, like the Joust, which is a massive tournament, and Echoes of Velos. So we didn't really <clears throat> feel the need to to rush in with uh, another season of Tavern Brawl. Um, but uh, we we are um, chatting about uh, about when to to get it started again, and um, we thought like there's also the the state of the production app to be considered. And right now we have. Uh, ancestries only for three of the classes um, and two are still missing the ancestries and it would be a lot of fun to to include ancestries in the next heaven brawl of course mm. so um, we are we're probably holding off until the um, the last two classes which are thief and wizard if I'm uh, remembering correctly until they get their ancestries as well and then um, we'll be uh, hitting off uh, the next season to to get uh, a new new fun aspect in there nice and hopefully it's soon i think it's just the artwork they're waiting on for that right and hopefully they they probably want to get that out as quickly as possible as well so hopefully it'll happen soon but yeah in a tavern brawl with ancestries that's going to be fun for sure yeah. and of course you will hear about it here we'll uh, make the call for signups it's a huge it's the longest running event we have here actually in the realms rising community or for hero realms in general and uh, it's always popular. So that'll be a, a nice one to get back to as well. All right. Thanks, Noodle, for that. Um, last but not least, Eindelus, uh has an update for us on Fight Club. Eindelus, what do you got? Yeah, so Warden Slayer actually organized a fight club. So you can bring a bunch of fighters to the table. Uh, before you start your fights, you can ban. Um, ban like an ancestry of a, of a fighter. Um, so we had the group stage and now we're in the bracket stage following that where the top two of each group uh, are fighting with, with one another. Uh, I'm also part of that. I'm also in the bracket stage. Uh, I don't have that many fighter ancestries, so I need to get to that as well. Uh, get some more max levels so I can actually do that uh, properly. I think because there's now just going to be two bands and I think uh, I don't have enough ancestries to get through that. So I need to prep myself a little bit. But it's, uh, it's also just uh, fun. It's fighter, so it's quick games. It doesn't take that much time. It's uh, but still a lot of fun. And to be fair, I'm waiting again on uh, on Tavern Brawl. As, uh, I think my favorite favorite event of all time. It's like you're with a team. You know, it's uh, some tactics involved in there as well. It's uh, with the draft. Uh, it's been fun as well. Um, yeah, so I can't wait for that, uh, Noodle. I hope you guys uh, can start that off soon. And maybe in the future, you know, there's going to be like 11 classes to pick from that. So I'm also super curious how you guys are going to do that uh, in the future. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I've said it before on Discord. If it was up to me, man, Tavern Brawl would run all year long. But yeah, can't wait for that to, uh, to start again. It takes so much effort to run these and you need some time off after, after you finish one of them too to kind of recoup and get ready and get your motivation back up. I totally get it. 
Um, all right, guys. Great community roundup. Let's segue into the grand finale. Everybody's favorite, tap it or scrap it. All right, heroes, when you hear that uh, music, you know we have approached the end of episode 50 of Sparks and Rack. Uh, but not before we leave you with a, little, a few taps and a few scraps. Uh, for those of you new to the podcast, this is where we like to talk about something that has interested us or piqued our interest, quote unquote, tap, or something maybe we're not as pleased with, which we scrap. Uh, Noodle, let's start with you, buddy. Why don't you give us your tap and your scrap of the week here? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> sure. Um, I'm just gonna uh, tap um, n- nothing new, but the um, the uh, level 18 uh, or just level 14 plus arena testing uh, that WWG has been doing, um, and especially the the addition that they made with the async arena games. That really opened up uh, the the arena uh, testing um, for yeah a big part of our community I think and uh, it was uh, it's a lot of fun to play around with the stuff to g- get in the feedback uh, and yeah so so I really enjoyed that and I thought it was a great move uh, by Joel to to push for that uh, async mm. arena option so yeah nice. uh, thanks to him credits to him. Um, and I'm going to scrap uh, our living situation because uh, our apartment is being sold. So we're going to have oh, to no. find a new place to live, which really, really sucks. Uh, oh, the, no. the housing and rental market is not great, uh, as I think it is, isn't in most places. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, the besides work, like the other big uh, thing taking up time in our lives right now. I know how stressful that is, man. That sucks. So you have my sympathies, my friend. In fact, our own Filtro went through something similar recently and mm-hmm. never fun. Moving sucks, but when you have to leave because of external circumstances, it's even worse, my friend. I feel yep. for you. Um, Eindelus, what are you tapping? What are you scrapping this week? Um, yeah, it might, might sound a bit vague, but I'm tapping the uniqueness of people. Uh, you know, I, I also love that in this community, everyone has something else to contribute. And I really also enjoy that in real life. You know, people are just different and it's fun to see their perspective and to also get something out of that, you know, and be surprised by, uh, yeah, be surprised by that, basically. Um, I want to scrap the inability of systems, companies, institutions to deal with that at some times. Uh, mm. That has been my struggle, I think, for some parts of my life, but I also see that with my son currently going on. So that's really something mm. I do not enjoy. Mm. Um, I think people are wonderful and I think we need to start having a little bit more of understanding and acceptance towards one another. That's uh, yeah. Wow. So that's my tap and scrap. I love it. Going philosophical, going probably deeper than we've ever gone for taps and scraps. I love it. Angelus. What a nice message you have there. Uh, tolerance, acceptance, understanding compassion guys it's easy they're easy words to say hard to practice but we're all better off when we do well said uh mine my taps what am i tapping uh biggest news for my family this week was my eldest son passed his 
entrance, high school entrance examinations and got into his top choice, which is also a public or prefectural school, which means it's way cheaper than the other options that we had <laughs> lined up for us, which is great news for me and my family. So congrats to my son. Super proud of you. Uh, that's my tap of the week. My scrap uh, is going to continue with entrance examinations because I unfortunately will have my own entrance examinations that I'll have to grade for the next four days, uh, which is one of the worst <laughs> jobs of the year for me. It's the only thing worse than taking an entrance examination is if you have to be one of the people who's grading it. And that's what I'll be doing for the next four days straight. So that is my scrap of the week, boys. Uh, I can't complain too much, though. Life is good. Uh, I just want to say thank you to both of you guys uh, for taking the time, joining us today, not only for today's podcast, but just be, being who you are. Not only top ace killer players, which you both are, but also really uh, important people in the community. So thanks to both of you guys. You're the best. Uh, Sparks and Rec is made for people like you, by you. You Look at you guys here and, and con- contributing. I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Uh, thanks not only to you, but everybody who's listening as well. Uh, really love the community. It's the one thing that keeps me going with the game as well. So thanks to everybody. That will be my sign-off. Noodle, I'm going to pass the baton to you, and then Andalus, you can you can close this out for us. All right? Noodle, give us your uh, uh, goodbyes for that. Yeah, not much to add. Uh, I can sign off on everything you said. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, it's always a pleasure and an honor. Uh, thanks uh, for doing what you do, Matt, uh, for the community and uh, running this this podcast. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, it brings a lot of joy to a lot of people. So, bye bye. Thanks, Yeah. Take us home. Thanks so, thanks so much for having us uh, today, uh, Matt. It's been great to finally be on the podcast. Uh, I've been looking forward to it all week, so it was really good to do this. Uh, so thanks so much for, for, for that. And thanks, everyone, for listening and being who you are and participating in this awesome community. Uh, let's, keep, let's keep it up. All right, everybody. Uh, stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs> <laughs> had to be said. I had to be said. <laughs> Congratulations, you're a nerd. Tune into the next episode of Sparks and Recreation for more on community events, meta analysis, and everything Hero Realms.